This icon is racist. I have never ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank uh, The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Greetings and salutations. Welcome again to another edition of Sunday Times Politics Weekly with me, Amil Amrao. I'm joined in the studio this week by my politics colleagues, Apiwe de Klerk, Zimasa Matiwane, and Zingisa Mvumvu. Thank you guys so much for joining me this week. We've got a lot to talk about, um, including some of our election coverage, which is going to be focusing on the question of land expropriation without compensation, which I Yay. think is one of the most heated <laughs> debates in yes. South Africa leading yes. up to elections this year. All starting from the ANC's national conference in 2017, and moving on from there, the EFF taking it to Parliament to mm. amend the Constitution. But before we get there, let's talk about one of the important stories that on Sunday Times this past week. And the headline reads, Madanzela helped prep Zuma for top job. Now, of course, we're talking about former public protector Tuli Madonsela, who was one of Zuma's biggest detractors um, when she was in office. Um, let's read some of the story. It's by Ranjani Munsami. Former public, uh, public protector Tuli Manansela was part of an elite team of advisors who drew up a blueprint for former President Jacob Zuma's government before 2009. Now, SACP Deputy General Secretary Sadi Mapaela will be among the witnesses who's going to the um, state capture inquiry um, to testify about this elite group who he says is called the engine room that gave extensive advice to Zuma about the structure and policy direction of his government ahead of the 2009 elections. Now, how important is this story, Zengisa? Because we have an almost an icon of accountability in South Africa, being Tuli Madansela, who sort of <laughs> went firsthand against Zuma, who, who, yeah. who was that first sort of light out of the tunnel. Yeah. And now we hear that she sort of helped him get into the power in first place. Uh, what do you think, Zengisa? Yeah, well, personally, I mean, I'm not uh, completely shocked uh, by, by, by this. I mean, knowing that Utuli is it's no secret that she is a comrade before being uh, an advocate and before she became uh, the public protector. She was uh, heavily involved in constitutions, I think, in the early 90s. She's always been part of the Brother uh, Alliance, uh, you know, Tripartite Alliance. So I'm, I'm not surprised by her involvement in this. But of course, I mean, as you say, uh, it, it it sort of brings a spanner in the works knowing that she was actually the one who brought about, uh, if we can put it that way, Zuma's uh, downfall. Uh, but personally, my, my, my feelings, I, 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 I personally, I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with such a, a panel. That's just my personal belief. If uh, you are to become a president and you consult people who are experts in, in particular areas to advise you, uh, unless, of course, if, for instance, on policy, I, I don't know what kind of advice they were giving on policy, but I would like to assume it was not uh, policies that were in opposition of ANC policy. I would like to believe maybe, I don't know, I don't really have the details now, uh, that maybe it was to advise how best can we implement the ANC policy. I doubt it would be policies that are in contradiction with the ANC. Of, 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 I mean, of course, if that is the case, then uh, then there's something wrong with, 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 with this particular See, it, it's not out of the ordinary that um, a president or president-in-waiting will consult with various sectors on how he should um, handle his uh, himself ahead of an election or how he should handle policies for his party. These consultations are always done. But Simosa, 
should this detract away from who Tuli Manansela is and who we see her as a person in the fight against state capture? No, actually it shouldn't. I don't even see why it would even detract us. I mean, Utuli, Utuli has, has an impeccable career. She has a clean record of uh, forcing accountability on this uh, former president of ours. She's, she's one of the people who were involved in drafting our constitution. I mean, she, she knows the law. I don't think, I don't think there was anything sinister with yeah. her being in, in, in this think tank that helped uh, prop up Zuma for us. Maybe Zuma would have been a, a worse disaster if people like her were not... Actually, they could but, have been better for, for the country, you know? You know, so I, unless unless uh, the, the, the SACP, Solima Baila, comes here and, and proves to us that mm-hmm. This policy making that he says shifted from the ANC to this unknown, you mm. know, secret system that involved to, unless he comes and proves that it was to the detriment of the country, yes. then honestly, I, I do not see, see the problem. problem. And 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 you can't even say Tuli was rewarded mm. with the public protector position, you know, because we know how you get to that seat. You know, Zuma doesn't have supreme powers. This is not a dictatorship. There is a process that is followed. And uh, until this story, everyone thinks she did a great job, Mm. you know, so... In fact, we still think she did a great job. This this story doesn't doesn't, doesn't change anything, anything you know, for me. So... Okay, let's move on to the big topic of the day. And as part of our election coverage heading up to um, the elections in May, we're going to talk about land expropriation without compensation. Um, if you remember, it was in Nazarek where the ANC took the resolution to um, start the process to amend Section 25 of the Constitution to allow for land expropriation without compensation. And that caused massive hysteria um, along some sectors of society. Some people, I think, are just very unsure about what the party means to do, and that's causing a bit of animosity. And some people think it's not good enough. Some people I'm talking about, the EFF, who say it's not, it's not, it's not far enough. We need to nationalize land into, into the control of the state. But let's talk about the ANC's plan first. Let's listen to what the ANC is planning to do. The African National Congress has fought to undo a grave historical injustice and give effect to what the Freedom Charter set out that land must be shared amongst those who work it. In this manifesto, we outline elements of a plan to accelerate land reform, making use of a range of complementary measures, including, where appropriate, expropriation of land without compensation. We will continue to promote a range of land ownership forms, public, private, cooperative, family and communal. We will implement measures to promote urban agriculture and community food gardens. Our approach to land reform is guided by our constitution and by the need to advance economic development as well as economic agricultural production as well as food security. 
Now, I remember last year the ANC released a report on the outcomes of its Nazarek findings or outcomes. And according to the report, um, there were caveats into introducing land expropriation or compensation. Um, it must be rolled out in a manner that strengthens the agricultural sector, improves economic growth, and meaningfully addresses inequality and employment. It must not endanger food security. I don't know if you remember Ramaphosa yeah. saying that. And it must not undermine future investment in the economy. So they're basing this policy on three elements, increased security of tenure, land restitution, and land redistribution. Just to get in some context here, to perform this, the ANC has decided to prioritize the redistribution of vacant, unused, and underutilized state land, as well as land held for speculation and hopelessly indebted land. Um, so this means that land is not being used at the moment, um, land that the states own, so they're going to start there. Afterwards, active measures will be put in place to drive land redistribution, such as the land tax, support for black farmers, and preferential allocation of water rights and infrastructure provisions to black farmers. So there is sort of a plan here from the ANC. But my question is, this has been the ANC's policy since, what, 1940s, 1950s, even before. Yeah. Um, what have they been doing all this time? Yeah. And now that it's become a massive talking point, mostly because of the EFF, the ANC wants to jump onto this and say that, no, we can do this. And the th But the, proper, the, the argument is that, Section 25 of the Constitution already allows for it to happen. Now they want it to happen more exclusively. Is it enough, Apiwe? Um, firstly, uh, I, I feel that uh, the, the, the only reason that the ANC decided at its conference uh, to take this route to amend Section 25 is solely because uh, they want to bring back the support that they, they are losing to parties like the EFF, um, to groupings like the PLF. Um, uh, the land issue uh, from from them, they are politicizing it. Uh, they are not doing it out of the goodness of their mm. heart, if, 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 if I would use that phrase. They are doing it solely because they want votes. The people who are in charge of the ANC now have been prominent uh, in the party for the longest of time. I mean, um, the current president, uh, when uh, after they took over power, he was the secretary general. He should have... I mean, when you hold such a position, you are in a, at, at a place where you can advance uh, such uh, arguments and whatnot. That's what I believe. Plus, the party's um, track record uh, uh, in power, um, they've had uh, uh, budgets, uh, they, they've been fumbling money in, in mm. land redistribution. Um, a lot of uh, uh, claimants uh, uh, have been... Uh, complaining that it's taking too long. Uh, mm. Secondly, uh, the role uh, of the ANC government in, advi in advising these people when they eventually get their farms, if they do, uh, uh, you know, they it's been very sloppy. Mm. Um, a number of these farms have been uh, given back uh, to farmers uh, or their rightful owners only to not be given support uh, and whatnot. We know uh, the shenanigans with, mm. with the land bank and so on. So since 94, they, they've they never really shown true commitment uh, to bringing back the land either uh, for the purposes of agriculture or for the purposes of, uh, say, uh, um, business, uh, say, um, uh, housing and, 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 and all that. They have not been innovative enough in advising uh, uh, the, uh, the claimants uh, and so on. So I seriously do believe that uh, they are just doing this uh, because they are trying to uh, 
fend off the EFF. Mm. So listen, this is where all the problems stem from. If you guys remember land audits from the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform a couple of years ago, it found that mm. black South Africans who make up 79% of our population only own 1.2% of the total rural land and 7% of the formal property in cities. But there was another report done afterwards by AgriSA, which is our largest agricultural union, and they found something completely different. Um, they found that black citizens own 26.7% of agricultural ground and control more than 46% of South Africa's agricultural potential. So we've got two conflicting land reports. Mm. We don't actually know who owns what in this country, to be honest. Yeah. So how do we start making policy from there, Zengiz? Well, Zim, you can go. I, we, we don't know who controls what, but I think we have an idea. Of course. You know. So firstly, we, we, we need to, to establish that uh, land was taken from mm. indigenous people of this country of through wars and all the atrocities that come. I don't with, think anybody with, can deny that. Yeah. With war. <laughs> so y- land has been used as a catalyst to drive and to maintain agricultural monopolies. Mm. What I would like to hear from the ANC is not a plan of in the cities you can plant a vegetable garden in your balcony. Mm. What I want to hear is a complete overhaul of the structural ownership of agricultural land, dismantle the monopolies, bring in black people into that space. That is how we ensure that there is food security if we do proceed with land expropriation without compensation. Because the people that own the food that we all eat, it, we know what land is, is monopolized. And a couple of few uh, families, mm. you know, especially agricultural land. So if they say, okay, take your land, buy, what are we mm. going to eat? So the NC needs to restructure and bring in black farmers mm. into the system before they say expropriation without compensation. Also, you see, also with me, I mean, uh, as far as the NC is concerned, I mean, just going to the clip that we played earlier of the president during the a manifesto launch of the ANC. I also have a problem with ANC that seeks to suggest that land is only important for agricultural purposes. Even yeah. their resolution in Nazareth, speaking about how this should not disturb uh, food security and all that, they always like confining it. I mean, the president there also in the clip is saying that the land must be uh, shared among those who work it, which you know, that's one provision of the Freedom Charter that, f- as far as I'm concerned, is absolute nonsense. Mm. I don't agree with that. Who works? What do you? How do you determine who works the land? Mm. So are you meaning that only farm workers uh, are, are entitled to land because they work it? Mm. I mean, I'm not a farmer, but I, I have uh, I, I, I want to have a stake in the land of course. Uh, that we have in the country, you know. So land is for many things. I mean, I can want land, that, that vacant land next to our building here. <laughs> if I want to start... <laughs> nice! Yeah, I'm I've already spotted you. <laughs> that is prime <laughs> In fact, if that thing comes to be, that's the land I'm going to put in there. If I want to take that land, I mean, and start whatever that I want to start there, if it's business or I want to build a complex where uh, you fellows going to come and pay rent to me as your landlord, <laughs> it's my baby, you know. So so that thing of trying to, that, that's what I have. The NC is obsessed with limiting it to agricultural land and that's not what this is all about this is about business land for business purposes land for residential purposes land for farming yes farming is is is, is very crucial also this this uh, underlines that you always put not to step uh, food security 
uh, not disturb a future investment. You you are putting undertones that seek to suggest that uh, black people or the indigenous people of the land are chaotic people in that when they have the land, agriculture is going to fade. When they have the land, investors are not going to come. Who said that? I mean, you, 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 that on its own is very problematic for me. So I have a problem with the language that the answer speaks as such, as you said, because they haven't done anything since coming into power even before that. I, I don't believe that they are the people to be trusted on this issue. Actually, uh, on, on the food security issue, uh, I mean, it, it, I feel personally it is important uh, that we emphasize and re-emphasize it that whatever we do, food security, we, we saw what happened in, in Zimbabwe. Hi, uh, Chief, this is not Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? But, but when we do it, I'm not saying, um, look, Black South Africans have been farming for, for the longest ages, of time. It, it doesn't. It, 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 we were farming, It doesn't necessarily mean uh, we've seen what has happened in, in Zimbabwe. We ought to learn from that. That doesn't necessarily mean that we must not uh, expropriate. expropriate. But what are you saying? But what I'm saying is that when we are expropriating, how we go about it in terms of the land. It's where you grow food, right? Yeah. <laughs> but from there, there are other Processes. aspects yeah. which lead to the food being mm. on your plate. Hence, mm-hmm. I'm saying so, restructure uh, 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 the agricultural yes, monopolies so, so, that produce uh, I'm, food I'm, I'm so that we it's don't starve if these people decide to leave. I'm saying it's, it's, <laughs> it's important that land. W- w- when we do, do uh, uh, change that section, you emphasize and you put in measures that are going to ensure that uh, when I go to the shop, hey, chief, I want my pap. Eh? <laughs> of, of course. So uh, 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 that's that, that's all I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. And, and and I understand the point that the ANC is making that mm. whatever uh, is done, whichever route you you, but you we follow, know that don't, don't disturb food security. We know I, that. In, uh, apart from agriculture, and there is also the issue of mining that yes. I feel is is missing a lot from from the ANC. So, uh, mining legislation and, and, and practices were used to dispose as uh, mining communities of their land, and they've never benefited from the minerals and the resources that come out of their land. They were just pushed out. So, just like the agricultural aspect of land, change change the legislation of mining, change the practices, so that when land is expropriated, uh, the people benefit. The country benefits, but the people who are dispossessed also, I feel like they are owed Some a lot, sort of reparations. A lot oh, by these multinationals. True. So, so, so you people want to uh, disturb uh, the mining companies when we have uh, the story of the nation uh, being a miner. <laughs> okay, let's move on to a more radical stance from the EFF, who says that expropriation of landlord compensation is not just good enough for uh, for them. They want it to be in, conf- in total control of the state. Let's listen to the EFF. <laughs> Our argument here for and against should be based on substantive issues and not on numbers. Once you rush to numbers, it means you have run out of ideas. And therefore, it's a blue lie from those who come from a blue party to say majority of people who participated in public hearings said they don't want a constitutional amendment. In the hearings where I participated, majority of our people agreed that we should amend the constitution because 
it must give them access to land to resolve inequality, unemployment, landlessness, and poverty that is found amongst uh, our people. All of us should make one observation, that not a single white person supported amendment of section 25. And therefore ours is not a class division, it's a, a racial division. Not a single one. So the South African national question has got nothing to do with class. First and foremost, it has got everything to do with race. And whites do not want the land to be released because that is what they regard as their privilege and that we must continue to be subjected to landlessness. Okay. I've got a few sure. things to say about Julius's <laughs> little statement there. Firstly, yes. I attended most, if not all, of the land hearings in Gauteng. Yes. And when he said that not one white person was in support of land expropriation without compensation, I agree with that. Yeah. There were at least five that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But they, what they did say in some of those arguments were that we must do it properly, and they sort of highlighted how. Mm. Yes, there was a majority that did say, no, we don't support it because, because, because. Mm. However, my other issue with the public hearings that Julius is talking about is that I felt at some stage that it was hijacked by political parties. Yes. Because you had people appearing in certain regalia, either EFF, DA, ANC, AFRI Forum or someone else, clearly representing a certain organization and their views in their numbers who were bust in there for a certain reason to create a view. I don't know whether in that space the voice of South Africa was lost. Maybe it was represented through the parties. Mm -hmm. But let's leave that up here. On to you. No, you see, the public hearings in their nature, they are like that. Mm. And the other thing about public hearings is that they are not a referendum. Of course. So, the, but secondly, the process now goes to the next parliament, we don't know the, the dynamics of who's going to come back with what numbers. So you may find that after the the next uh, parliament, mm. uh, we don't amend section 25, despite. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. possible. Despite. I think for me and the EFF and the whole idea of nationalization of the land mm -hmm. is that I don't completely trust our state. Um, if our state were, had more integrity, I would have all the faith in the world to nationalize our land and put it <laughs> in the hands of somebody who can do something with it. But the state has not proven to me that it can be trusted Absolutely. and that it won't hand out this land to people who are connected to the state. Absolutely. So many hands are going up. But you cut me off. I was no, making my point. You were off uh, June. <laughs> Let me bring you back so, to June. Wait. No, 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 no. Wait. I, I had not gone to... Okay. The, Go, go, go to your point quickly, sir, <laughs> before I lose my point. So, so the EFF, uh, the only disagreement you have and a lot of people have is that it must be owned by the state. Mm. Uh, and we tend to take the capabilities of, uh, capabilities of the state now and assume that 10 years from now mm. they would not have improved. Mm. And as such, we must not change things based on what we see now. I mean, in future, uh, say 10 years from now, Tumamina and his new don would have worked in the administration of the land might be very So when Nelson Mandela left government, did they could we have said that 10 years from after Mandela, that the state was going to be as credible as it was then? 
things went things got worse arguably so what happens now if things get worse 10 years down the line it could work the opposite way around i mean let me let me come in there you see me i agree with you on on that particular point i i don't agree with uh, the state owning the land for the same reasons that you've pointed out actually we can we even have references now where because EFF always likes to throw around examples to say everywhere else uh, land is nationalized and all that. But we also have examples of how it has become chaotic for people that it was meant to benefit because it controls the state. I always like the example of Tanzania where land is nationalized. There is a whole community of people there, a couple of millions, who were given land that belonged to them. But because of this nationalization, which as the EFF is suggesting, because Tanzania is, is having it exactly the way EFF is, is suggesting in that now you must apply to the state and state the reasons uh, for which you want to use the land for. So if someone more powerful and with deeper pockets come to the state, a developer, and say, like it happened in Tanzania, in this community, you go, you say, they're doing some gaming, ranging, whatever, uh, in that land. They remove those people because they, they don't even have the money to take that fight on for the legal battle and all that. You have multinationals that will just come and bulldoze their way. In fact, it's happening here next door in Zimbabwe now where people are being pushed off their land because the state has the power to determine who it gives it to. And the state, this whole thing that, I don't know, state is people and people are corrupt, you know. <laughs> uh, at least that is one thing that has been proven now. It's people in politics, therefore, me, I will never agree with anything that says that the state must handle the land and I must go and state to the state uh, for instance, that piece of land next door that I say I want, I don't want the state to be the one telling me what to do. <laughs> I will decide uh, what to do with it. So EFF, in terms of the political language on the land issue, they make all the right sounds, but I have a problem with that part of their approach, which is nationalizing land. No. Uh, so, so South Africa is a strong constitution. We have strong institutions, chapter nine uh, institutions. The EFF is, is proposing a land ombudsman of some sort. Mm. We have everything right on paper, most yeah. things right on paper. What we are yet to realize is a better life for all. Mm. And a better life for all starts with land reform. Mm. It starts with land expropriation without compensation. <laughs> it starts with benefiting the people who are dispossessed of land. So if you guys are saying that we cannot trust government with custodianship of the land. I understand because you know what, we've had terrible experiences with our, with our past uh, presidents. But what is the solution? How should this thing be done? No, I'm saying, me, Zim, I'm saying expropriate land without compensation, but protects private property rights. In that when I have said, me, I, the state, like after the expropriation, they've, me and my family, they've decided that the land next no. door is our <laughs> land. Then it's up to us. It's our land for life and for generations and generations. And we decide uh -huh. what we do with that 20 land. Years. Uh, uh, 20 <laughs> you know, because these guys are saying now they're going to listen to you and then they're going to redetermine what happens. I mean, there now, the private property rights are no longer respected. You have no certainty what is going to happen. If the state, for some whatever reason, that they develop hate against you, after that list runs out, they say, actually, no, we think uh, different purpose for this land must be, uh, you know, uh, established. And then you move but to another place. Look, agree or disagree uh, with my point. There's zoning, right? So, Council has power to, to do zoning. Uh, if it says this is for residential purposes, yes, there must be an application then that goes to council as to why it must be rezoned. Yeah. So if the land is, or say, it, it, for it's given to councils that as council, 
we are the ones who are going to uh, say we agree we disagree uh, with you uh, owning this piece of land uh, next door but they will zone it if it's for residential purposes they won't just kick you out Mm. Because yeah, they no. are those those no, but what is this reapplication at the end of the list? But if you, you own if you own a garage there for fifty years in China, I mean, no, but why should I reapply? And then there must be a competition. So you, see, you feel no, that? You see, guys, here, here's my issue with with property ownership. I, I'm speaking from a perspective of a poor black person. Ne? Are you poor? I am very poor. I'm poor. Poor. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um. Let's say I were to get a bond, ne? Yes. Pay for 30 years, uh, which feels like forever. The only advantage I have over someone who doesn't have land ownership in terms of, of a title deed, someone who lives in, in communal land, is that I can go get a loan at a bank mm. and put my house as surety. So do we want land ownership to get into debt or do we want land ownership to liberate this country as in all of us equal. Okay, good point. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm to the Democrats, to um, the DA. And let's hear what they have to say about land expropriation. Those in favor will say aye. Those against will say no. I think the eyes have it. Deputy Speaker, yes. we call for a division on this constitutional desecration. There are no abstentions. There's 91 no's and there's 209 yeses. Okay, so that was the um, parliamentary vote, if I'm not mistaken. And we sort of heard John Steen Hazen get in there and, <laughs> and start his shenanigans. But basically, the DA, I don't think it, it doesn't want land expropriation to happen. I think it's just against land expropriation without compensation. compensation. Yeah. So let's look at a, at a few of their, um, the way they, they, they're going to handle it because they believe that they have the most successful land reform policy and they've done it the best out of everyone in, Western, been, Cape. in Western Cape. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they say that the new recipients of state-subsidized housing will receive full title and past recipients of RDP homes will have will be given full title. I can agree with that to some level extent. Let's start with the backlog, okay? We will make it cheaper for first-time buyers to purchase homes through lowering of transfer costs. You master that one, I think it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> we will distribute the thousands of government-owned farms and fallow land instead of treating emerging farmers as permanent tenants. We will give residents of tribunal land security of tenure that will piss off King's Willettini. We will allocate adequate budgets to settle all remaining land distribution claims and anyone who wants to farm will receive the support they need to be successful. I think it's quite practical. What do you guys think? Uh, one, um, there's been... They've... Uh, in their campaigns uh, on land... They've used the issue of title deeds for, for, for home, home ownership, RTP houses and whatnot, as, as a sort of their campaigning tool uh, and so on. Mm. Uh, I, I, when, when, I think, I don't get why. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't get yeah, why. They are missing the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's when, when people say 
we were disposed mm. of from our land. And your response is is that wow, no, we, we, we will give you thirty days. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, they are failing to address the fundamental questions. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they want to 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 the status quo, to but remain. to be more efficient than mm-hmm. the ANC. So, so if you say I we were removed on this particular yes. piece of land, uh, they say they can be efficient. Mm. Uh, and giving you back that piece, that piece of land. So what happens if um, your your forefathers have died and there's no proof? <laughs> you know, as with many cases. Yeah, that yeah. is. With so many and where where do they start? Uh, which is which is their cut off? They don't say from which year do we yes. consider the the claims? Do do they yeah. work with the current uh, cut off uh, time? of the ANC or will they do an investigation to say actually uh, we will start from I can agree with that because I remember at one of the land hearings there was an 85 year old man who was fighting for his grand, his grandfather's land so this yeah. goes back almost 100 years and with still no avail with still, with still nothing last, happening last week there was a story that came out of Mpumalanga of, of this woman whom uh, the deputy president had built a house for her like a proper house and but it was built in a farm because they've always lived at the farm mm. and the husband was the employee of the farm. When the husband died, the, uh, fa- the farm owner kicked her out mm. and uh, demolished the house. And now she lives in a shack. So I don't know how the DA aims to address the issue of, of, of land, of dispossession, of privilege among a few people who own land while everyone else is sitting on top of each other. I mean, you can't tell me what you're going to give me a title deed for an RTP house. How, uh, yeah. how big is that Jeez. land? <laughs> yeah. you, can hear, you can hear the neighbor <laughs> cough there. If, if, if you've been to uh, a, a township called Nyanga in, 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 the, in, Western in the Western Cape, Cape there's is, an is area called KTC. There, the, it's like they took the uh the yard that you had for your for your shack mm. and then they built a house so it's like if you buy a car you don't know where to park you know so if i'm saying okay oh no i will give you a title deed and that's it mm. to do what you, you to get into debt to they, go get alone the other problem that i have with my problem with the ta i mean you know all these things as you were saying that they are saying they sound practical and all that, but i think the ta are missing the fundamental mm. point of what this land thing is about this land thing is not about me having a title to, to an rtp house as Rusim was saying that's absolute nonsense mm. i don't need an rtp house to begin with because <laughs> an rtp house <laughs> seriously it's an insult that thing no you know, it is but land is the economy i mean mm. yeah everything that is drives our economy and any other country's economy is based on land the minerals are exhumed from land we plant on this land we stay on this land we breathe because of everything that happens on this land and that, the water you know everything so I, and i think that is the question that the da are running away from so for me for instance these things of land claims to say you must be taken to exactly that land that you used to live your forefathers those things are difficult because those things were never documented it will always be that's why it takes forever mm. like that the, the land claims process that the NCA embarked on failed to Dismal. It's because those things it will be difficult to prove. For me, we need to move to a point of saying, we we understand that in the pre uh, in the colonial and apartheid government, people were dispossessed of their land, but we don't care where they were. But now to re 
distribute it properly and get everyone on, on equal ground in terms of the participation in the economy. We must bring people closer to, for instance, places that they work. It doesn't matter, even if my grandfather never stayed anywhere close to Joburg, but if I'm already here, <laughs> I must be given in Joburg, you know, because I will never prove. I can't prove that my great-grandfather was uh, was staying where exactly, because there's no documentation to such. So I, I, I feel like the DA are failing to understand that, and I feel that is the direction we should move to make this land uh, redistribution issue. But I insist on private property rights that must be protected. I don't want a government that owns land on my behalf because it means then the people will never own land. If we say nationalize, the state owns the land, the people still don't own the land. And that for me brings uncertainty that I cannot survive with. I want to own my land and I don't want to be disturbed in my land. Private property rights must be respected at all times, but land must be redistributed. Okay, Zimosa, let's end it off with you. In terms of, in terms of custodianship, I'm... Um, um, kind of 50-50 on the government and, and and on the people. I don't trust the government, one. Two, I don't know how it would be done practically if ownership is to be given to people. Uh, but... You know, it, we'll have title deeds, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but for a proper land, how? Private property rights company. <laughs> we can't compromise. You that. and we don't even have a house, so we pay <laughs> rent somewhere. Yes. But, yeah, but I... Like like Humvumvu was saying, uh, I know that my family was moved from a certain area in Lady Fred to um, arable land. Yeah, yeah arable, arable land. land. So they were moved there and they were put in, in some rocks in some mountain by force, you know. So, but I don't, I don't want to go back to Lady Fred. I have exactly. no life there, you know. Yeah. I want to be here. But ultimately, Amil, whatever whatever route we choose, we should choose a route that is not going to fail like the previous processes. We should choose a route that will bring in true, real reform. Mm. And true, real reform will be racial Mm. in terms of uh, who owns the land, who doesn't own the land, who will benefit. Ultimately, if we are all active participants in the economy, not equally, that will never happen. It's a capitalist yeah. system. But if 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 we are all given an opportunity to take part, this is gonna go. It's it's gonna grow the country. It's it's. There's. I don't see why it's a problem. It's a benefit of everyone. It's mm. a benefit of everyone. I sort of feel like we need a part two to this land debate. Yeah, no, <laughs> There's we, so much more we, we could talk about. We could go on this for hours and hours. But guys, thank you so much Maybe for joining me this week. Maybe we'll throw in a bit of land for next week <laughs> as well when we sit down again. But yeah, thanks for joining me, Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Please catch yeah, us again be, next before week. Before a second term, uh, okay. time round, I must get that land there next time. You guys can see Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Join us again next week. Same time, same place. Have a good week. Cheers. Bye. Bye now. Bye.